Hey, everybody. Uh, we're back at the Dan and Joe Sports Show. Of course, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe. And we were talking about the Auburn-Arkansas game. And, uh, Joe, I was mentioning how important this game is for both teams. Uh, Arkansas, of course, now at 3-6. and six. They have to win the remainder of their games. You look at their schedule earlier, and, you know, Missouri's a tough one, but they, they have an outside chance. Auburn looking at the chance to maybe go into – having a home game against Alabama with a chance for an eight-win regular season. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts on who's going to pull off uh, this game that really is kind of, you know, are you going to be in the middle of the SEC West or are you going to be at the bottom? Kind of makes that decision. Yeah, that, that that's certainly uh, true here. And you're right, you know, Arkansas, the Hogs, that they're kind of the hungry Hogs right now after last week. Kind of that pressure on Pittman, though, at the same time, whereas, you know, Breeze uh, is kind of alleviated you know, maybe a little pressure they had. He's still in, you know, that first year uh, stage. And so, you know, um, more house money to play with. Um, I think that prior to the Florida game, I would have definitely thought Auburn would have no trouble here. I still think Auburn wins the game, but I think that Arkansas's win against Florida gives me a little bit more of a pause with them uh, ending that uh, six-game slide. But there is something about that that feels a little bit more like an anomaly to me. Like, I just don't know if they can – come back and do that again. And Joe, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, in my mind, I think it's almost better for Auburn that Arkansas had this kind of game because Auburn right now is in the midst of a two-game winning streak where they handled Mississippi State and Vanderbilt and won those games going away. And Arkansas looked like a team that was had gone off the tracks, uh, that if they were Razors, Razorbacks, they had been hunted and they were getting their, you know, getting ready to get mounted right now. Uh, by the taxidermist, I mean it was looking rough. Uh, but they, uh, you know, they turned around for one game and beat, you know, a very up and down uh, helter skelter Florida team. And I think this gets Auburn's attention back. And I think maybe this is a good like teaching moment for Freeze. And one thing that I really liked about Auburn compared to like Florida, who Arkansas just beat, is Florida doesn't have a very good defense. And Auburn's defense has been the strength of this team. And now the offense is playing a lot better. And I just don't see Arkansas having a lot of like a lot of offensive success against Auburn. Um, you know, really the only team who has absolutely scorched Auburn's defense has been LSU. And for pretty much everybody else, like, you know, except for Florida State, LSU scorched everybody this year, including Alabama for most of that game last week. Um you know, the game against AM, AM had 27 points, but that was only because Auburn's offense was that bad. And they've really found a rhythm lately with Peyton Thorne, where he's throwing the ball a lot better. And of course, Jarquez Hunter is having a, a great time running the ball. And I think that's been a problem with Arkansas's defense. Um, I think that Arkansas is, of course, going to have a lot of pride at home. But Joe, historically, Auburn has really controlled this series, and especially they've won a lot of games in Fayetteville. It hasn't really been, you know, a tough road environment for them. I think that Auburn wins this game, and I think they might even win this game by 10 points. I'm going to put Auburn winning this one 31 to 21. I, I can see that. I mean, I think that if you're Arkansas, I mean, maybe, you know, KJ Jefferson can have, you know, a nice moment at home. Um, yeah, I feel like him having a big day um, is kind of what it would take for Arkansas to win a game like this. But conversely, it feels like it's setting up for Auburn to kind of have a little momentum going into the Iron Bowl where maybe that could get a little bit interesting. 
that, that's kind of what I'm seeing right now too. And and I really think that if they had just won the game last week, like twenty to fourteen or something like that, and I didn't see Peyton Thorne and especially Jarquez Hunter have the games they have, then I would be a little bit more worried about this. But I see the offense getting a little bit of swagger right now, and you mix it with the defense that's really played excellent all season. And an Arkansas offensive line that has not protected KJ Jefferson. Um, I think this is a recipe for an Auburn win and a double-digit Auburn win. And Joe, I'm going to put you and give you a name on Auburn's defense to look out for this week, and that's Marcus Harris. Uh, Marcus Harris is Auburn's best D lineman. He's having a really good season getting after the quarterback. I'd look for him to have a sack or two against what is a very porous Arkansas offensive line. Yeah, I, I could see that. It is surprising to see their O line uh, that that porous. It is. I mean, with Sam Pittman being an offensive line coach, and that's his thing, um, you know, that they've been good at ever since he's been there. This has been a, a real weak spot of the team this year. So I look for Hugh Freeze to do his best refocused coaching job this week, and I like Auburn to get a big victory and set themselves up to have that, you know, be 7-4 and four going to the Iron Ball. That'd be something. Definitely. Uh Joe, go into the NFL really quickly. Uh, the Saints had another victory. Now it was against the lowly Bears. But there were some interesting takeaways in that game, and one of which is who's the most underrated uh, Saints defensive player? That's Paulson Adebo, who won NFC player Defensive Player of the Week this week. He had two – I think he had either two or three interceptions, a fumble cause, and a fumble recovery. He was everywhere on defense last week. We know when he was drafted coming out of Stanford, a lot of people likened him to Richard Sherman, kind of being the next Richard Sherman. So they both played at Stanford. And I was always really excited about his uh, potential at the next level. And I think it's nice, you know, to see him have that type of accolade because I think he's very well deserving of that. I remember, I think his first career game against uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, I think he picked him off for an interception too. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's suddenly making it really hard to go throw against the Saints because, you know, Marcus Lattimore is pretty much, you know, he's like Darrell Revis Island level with the way he guards people. And so now with Lattimore having his receiver so locked down, Adebo is getting a lot of traction. People are trying to pick on him. And now Adebo is showing, well, you can't really get after me either. And he's having a lot of chances to make big plays. And he showed it last week with them continually throwing the ball his way and him making interception after interception, uh, making great uh, you know, deflections. And now with how good Lattimore is, he's getting to show how good he is too. Yeah, it's a great compliment in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, the Saints defense is incredible. And I don't know that I've ever seen a game like what they had last week where – they caused five turnovers in the fourth quarter, most of which due to turnovers, they had six red zone trips. And I think the only thing they had was one field goal. The Saints, I mean, it was just weird. And they held on for the win. And after all of that, the Bears got the ball at them with a chance to tie it up. I mean, it was it was one of those games where you were like, man, I mean, how many times can the defense stop them? Yeah, and that's been the story, you know, pretty much all year is the defense has been fantastic. And the defense has been good in New Orleans or really great for really about the last five or six years. Yeah. Um, you know, we think about what Dennis Allen did when he was defensive coordinator before the head coach. And I think that with the offense, it's been unfortunate. We've seen games uh, like the Green Bay game earlier this year that, that they clearly lost just because the offense couldn't really do anything in the second half. 
And so, uh, you know, luckily, luckily, though, they were able to do just enough. The defense held through. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and Paulson Adebo was the, the reason for it. I mean, he had a great game. Curtis Granderson, yet again, justifying that huge contract he had, playing great. And you just know we've talked about it. They have to take advantage of this defense because their best players are getting up there in age. I mean – you look at where Cam Jordan is, he's our age. Demario Davis, he's our age. And, I mean, they, they're a little bit younger on the back end there, but especially up on the defensive line, the linebacker, they need to take advantage of these guys while they're still playing. Yeah, and even, you know, offensively, you've got Alvin Tamara now, you know, at 28 for running back, and he's not getting any younger. And, you know, Michael Thomas is 30, and you know, you've got, you know, some, some talented offensive players, the skill position. You know, I was talking to you before the show – you know, sometimes I wonder if the offense might even be steadier and more consistent with, you know, more a higher volume of Taysom Hill, um, or you know, definitely wouldn't have. I don't think it'd been any worse of uh, the last three years, um, you know, than it's been. But I feel like the Saints now in first place in their division. You know, this is a year where they absolutely, like you said, they need to capitalize, take advantage of this opportunity, um, see if they can make the playoffs and. And who knows, you know, uh, the NFC, even though you've got the 49ers and the Eagles, um, that there is something about this conference to me that feels a little bit more wide open, mm. uh, primarily because you, you just don't have that superstar quarterback with the exception, you know, of maybe a Jalen. Yeah, you know, you kind of feel like with the Saints team right now, the, where the NFC is, if they could just have that one game where they exploded offensively, then maybe that would get them going because you know they're good on the defensive side. I mean, there has not been a single team that has just really just taken over the Saints' defense and and made it to where, you know, the, the Saints were, were having a rough defensive day. And so they had 35 points the week before against Indianapolis, and that was kind of close. But if they could have just this one game where they scored like 38 or 40 points – and you paired it with the defense remaining dominant, maybe that could be a catalyst to, to them moving forward. And I was hoping that last week against the Bears that would happen, and instead it was just the same old, same old with the defense really just playing excellent and, and winning the game for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's kind of what it was. But, you know, two years ago, we saw, uh, you know, two four seeds in the playoffs make it to the Super Bowl. The Rams won against the Bengals. And, you know, that's kind of where the Saints would be. I think right now the four seed, if they won their division, they would get a home game in the first round. And I feel like, while I'm not a huge fan of the new playoff format with the seven teams and only one team getting a bye, I, I kind of liked the way it was for four better. I do think that this lends itself to sometimes more um, unpredictable results in the playoffs where, you know, the two seed really doesn't have that much of an advantage anymore. And you could see more upsets. And so, I, you know, if the Saints can just make the playoffs. I mean, they, they would definitely have a chance. I definitely, Joe. I mean, you think about it, it'd be kind of a similar kind of team to that Rams team. You bring in a veteran quarterback that had played for a long time somewhere else. Uh, for the Rams, it was Stafford. For the Saints, it would be Derek Carr. You have a great defense led by an excellent defensive lineman for the Rams. Of course, uh, um, you know, uh, they'd have uh, – Aaron Donald, and then for the Saints, it would be Cam Jordan. And then you got great uh, great DBs the, for the Rams. They had Jalen Ramsey for the Saints would be Lattimore and now Paulson Adebo. And so kind of a similar little setup right there. 
Uh, and the Saints, you know, just have a great defensive team, just like the Rams did. So that'd be interesting to see if that actually works out, Joe. Yeah, it's unfortunate that, that Sean Payton gave up on it too quickly. Because, you know, that may be what they miss, you know, is having him like a Super Bowl winning caliber coach. You know, that that's – to me, they're kind of missing that that it factor. Yeah, and, and, you know, you kind of feel like you're wondering if Sean Payton wishes he was back in New Orleans and how terrible everything's gone with the Broncos. Yeah, I think it's working both ways there. It really is. I mean, we, we were missing him just a little bit. Uh, he's missing everything, uh, you know, with the Broncos, with Russell Wilson and everything just being an abject failure. Uh, it's really weird that they're just kind of like right there, kind of wishing they had each other, I think. And still trying to figure out why he chose Denver of all places. I know. But the good news is, even though the Saints have had kind of an up and down start of the season, they're leading the division right now. There's no other team really scares you that much in the division. I know they lost to the box, but that was a really poor performance. Um, the Falcons seem to be trending in the other direction. The Panthers are a joke right now. And so they've got a good chance to win this division. This they just need to win the Falcon be the Falcons when they play them. That's the big one. Right. Win that head to head. Yep. But good news for for Saints fans, and we'll see what uh, they do going forward. Uh, Joe just got to say, uh, hotty toddy. I'm, I'm just can't. I just can't say how excited I am to get experience uh, Athens, Georgia, for the first time since 2009, and get to see the Rebs try and take down the two-time defending national champion this weekend. Yeah, I mean it's setting up, you know, for a classic game, and there's something about it where. I, I just get the feeling it's not going to disappoint. I don't know what the result's going to be, but I feel like it's going to be fun. I think so, too. I think it's going to be a close, highly contested game, and we will see what happens. But, you know, like you said, the positive thing is the the Rebs got here with a chance to make history. Absolutely. All right. And uh, I want to thank uh, everyone for making us part of history, the NJ Sports Show. And if you want to listen to our past historical episodes, you can check them all out on Spotify. You should subscribe to our YouTube channel and see us over the last couple of years. And of course, you can always be a fan of our Facebook fan page and subscribe uh, to us and follow us on Twitter at DJ Sports Show. And as always, I'm Dan. And I'm Joe.